our conversation that started earlier, you know, was a was a positive conversation that the more we started talking about things, the more it, it upset me, and I got frustrated because what we're seeing and what what we're talking about was the absolute basics of running a business. The 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 bottom of the bottom was how does your building, your store, your whatever you, retail spot, how does it appeal to the customer? It began with two guys becoming friends around cycling, great beer, and strong coffee. This is the 2120 Podcast. Two guys, one subject, 20 minutes, zero excuses. There you go. So, all right. So, uh, you were telling me a little bit about something that you do at your store that I thought was kind of interesting, and you described it as a four by four. It's Matt, what does that mean? What, what are you saying? I thought maybe it meant four categories in four areas. You know, we're going to look at this, and you said no. It's yeah. You start di- dissecting like what what this could be, and your leadership brain turns on, and well, it's got this, and it's got that. No. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's far less complicated than that. It's walking your store four foot by four foot. And it's probably not, it's not just a you know, my company thing, it's an every company thing, but you know, we have four foot sections based on our gondola or our wall, so it's easy to see four foot by four foot. Sure. But you, know, you use it for kind of closing duties at night. You walk four foot by four foot to make sure that that four foot section is appealing so you can go home. It, it, it doesn't need to be straightened, it looks good, everything's faced up. Um, but there, then there's the, the deeper dive of, you know, taking that four foot and then looking at it four inches by four inches and really kind of, you know, putting an amplifier on it and just, you know, not just walking by and just glancing over and going, yep, that one looks good, but literally stopping and looking at it and you see the, the dust or the bugs that are accumulating or whatever, whatever that may be that on a quick four foot by four foot walk by, you may miss. It looks good from a snapshot in time, but when you stand there in front of it and really take another step closer, what are you missing? And it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like the, the basics of retail impression. And, you know, there are spots that every night we at close, like literally four foot by four foot, we are not going home until this place looks good to go. For but the my next. shift ended at nine. What do you mean? Yeah, it's, it's, it ends at nine, but then there is the, we're here till 9.15, we're here till 9.20, we're here till 9.30. You know, on a holiday, it's after 10 o'clock because your impression of the next morning needs to be ready to go because you have the bodies right now. You could, you could easily, you know, put your army together and attack it. Or the next day when everybody comes back to work, your, your staff's cut in half because nobody's there yet where you're running at full capacity because you just ended a busy shift. Why not utilize that army to, to do things now? It doesn't happen at nine o'clock at night. It's got to happen throughout the entire day. Sure. You know, you're constantly adjusting stuff throughout the day. So at the end of the night, you guys, your plan of attack is a lot quicker and a lot easier because you've already been focusing on it all day. Now, that's easier said than done because the customer gets in the way, you know, different opportunities fall on your lap throughout the day that pulls you away from that that focus. But at the, at the end of the day, like that is your like, number one thing is impression. You know, when someone walks into your, your business or your location and they see the, the first thing they see as you walk in the door and it's an empty end cap or it's a, you know, it's a board full of business cards that is so cluttered and so messed up and so gross that it like, that's, that's that first snapshot in time. It's this amazing entryway that 
they just laid down months ago and now it is so gross and nasty that you spend all this time to polish it and put the logo in there and now it looks like it's a it's scratched and it's dark and it's dingy like that's the first impression of your business and you're telling people that you like you cared at one time you built this location at one time and it was a it was immaculate and then over time it just kind of fell apart it's because you're not focusing on the basics of of what a four foot by four foot walkthrough is you want to get out of here you want to close you want to go because you're tired it's been a long day but you taking a little extra time that night saves you time and an impression and an experience the next day find time to make it happen you teach me a lot like i think Hopefully I teach you some stuff from time to time, but it is fun to just sit across from you and and you drop, you know, you and I were having a conversation before we hit record that leads to something. And when you talked about that four by four um, and we were just looking around and it changed how I was perceiving things. And then I started to think about that at a different level of it's a reflection of a lot of things when something is done with excellence and it's clean and it's sharp and it's, it's, it's pristine. Um, when you put things together really well, that tells me something about who I'm, who I'm doing business with. I listened to a podcast and Andy talks about how he wipes off the rim of a toilet after he's done on pee. Sure. Because those little splatters on there, he said, the next person that comes in is going to judge me that I'm a slob. We do stuff like that all the time, right? And, and this is a little bit of a, of a deviation from that whole four by four concept. I want to come back to that. But the point of it is, is, is we, we leave an impression wherever we go. People judge us by how we look, what, we, you know, what we're wearing, sloppiness in a bathroom, right? Sure. And I hate walking into any restroom and I don't care whether it is at a convenience store, a fast food restaurant or a high end restaurant or a store. And it looks like crap. It tells me a lot about what that company's business is all about. If the yep. sink is dirty, if there's hand towels are out or if they're laying on the floor, it tells me a whole lot. It tells me a lot. I can tell like everybody, we can tell like if you walk in and sometimes stalls are rusty, are you serious? Like you're going to let that rust just be there instead of taking care of it? Like it tells me a lot. It tells me that maybe you're not all that profitable. Maybe you don't care. Maybe you gave up three years ago. I don't know, but it tells me a lot. Well, it's the, it's the paying it forward mentality. Like if you walk into a location that you, you can just feel that they're working to have a higher expectation. They're, they're working to, you know, have that awesome experience. I will, after I wash my hands in the bathroom, you know, take my towel and wipe down the counter for them and throw it, throw it away. I'm, I'm paying it forward. Have I ever wiped down the, the, the stool? Hell no. I'm not, like, I'm not wiping down the stool. Like, there, there's times where you walk in and go to the bathroom and you're doing your best not to touch anything because it's so nasty, but you have oh, to go yeah. to the bathroom so bad and it's a gas station on the side of the road that you're on a business trip. Like, you're, you're using your foot to open the door and close the door and, like, you're using your elbow to... To, to move things because you don't want to touch it because it's so nasty. Like there is zero freaking chance I'm wiping down a urinal that is covered in somebody else's pee. However, if it was pristine when you went into it, there's a chance you might. I'm going to pay it forward. You're going to pay it forward. I'm going to try to pay it forward. Yeah. Now I'm like, I'm telling you right now, I'm still not going to wipe down the, the <laughs> urinal or the stool, but I'm going to wipe down the counter. And that's just something that I do in my store. Like I wash my hands and like there's, there's suds or there's water on the side of the counter. I'm going to wipe it down and throw the towel away. Um, 
but I'm all about paying it forward when you can tell they're trying to have a very high standard and right. I want to be part of that because that's what I'm a part about in my life is you know that high, high, standard. high standards Absolutely. so why, why not try to help them but when you walk in it's a freaking mess like there is zero chance I'm going to spend any time in there trying to clean their mess up when clearly the employees aren't doing it and our conversation that started earlier you know was a was a positive conversation that the more we started talking about things the more it, it upset me and mm-hmm. I got frustrated because what we're seeing and what, what we're talking about was the absolute basics of running a business. The, the, the bottom of the bottom was how does your building, your store, your whatever you, retail spot, how does it appeal to the customer? Mm-hmm. And if you're a spot, you know, like the, the old dive bar, like we talked about, yeah. right? people just come here because they go to the old dive bar. Like your, your clientele is old dive bar. But you, then you're trying to be in a space that is not dive bar. It's new cutting edge dance club. You know, I mean, you're, you're, you, you can't be one or the other. You have to commit to what you want to be. And if it's you, dive bar, be dive bar. That's, and that's what I, that's such a fun analogy you just made there from a dive bar to a dance club because you can, you can throw the money at the structure, the physical structure. You can build in the cool lights and the great sound and the dance floor and you can do sure. all the right stuff. But if you haven't taught your people that you're not a dive bar anymore, it won't take long for it to revert to that that style. Yeah. You know, it won't take long to take your eye off the prize because as soon as the shine starts to wear off, you've got to continually figure out ways to set yourself apart because guarantee your competition is figuring it out. And they're looking at opportunities to come in and change and do better and lead. Yeah. If if. If you want to be successful, you can definitely fake it till you make it. Like, fake it till you make it in a four foot by four foot is every four foot looks pretty damn awesome. Now, you may be out of a certain bag of chips or a certain product, but you can fill the space with something else so it, you always look full. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so for people like me and t- teach me right now, what is, what's the importance of looking full? Just if I have a four foot by four foot section, I want it to be full. So if I have to take two products and separate them or, or bring one to the front that the same product side by side, as a customer walks by, it's still appealing to the eye. Hmm. You know, you don't want to, and I keep looking, staring at the stupid bag of jerky behind you. Like there are, there are five holes on this wall right. where you could have easily re-merchandised that to make it look full. So it, it, so as a customer, when you walk in, you see this dominant impression of what jerky is, but you don't know that there's, it's all the same style of jerky. Like it, it looks full, fake it till you make it. So when that product shows back up, then you can put the jerky back where it belongs and fill it with the product that you're out of. But you know, unless you get four inches away and you're looking at it and going, okay, I want this mesquite jerky, but this is all the original. Oh, they're out of it right now. But it still it, it it drew me in as a customer because it wasn't holes. It, I don't see the back tag of what should have been there because they they sold it out. I see a full selection of what that looks like is jerky, but it's not the full line. So the impression that it gives when you're out of something is what from a retail perspective. Oh, you're, going, I'm, you're going out of business. Oh, uh, you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're. I come here because I need this product, and you're always out of it. Like, at, at what point do you go to some other spot because? You stopped in week after week after week, and this that jerky spot I'm thinking about right now hasn't been there just overnight. It's it's been there for a while. It's been weeks of you and I sitting here talking, looking over, and going, "That's that hole has been there for that long." No one is paying attention to it. So, in the grand scheme of things, 
you're out of a product for basically two reasons. Reason one is nobody in the world has it. Or reason two, you're not doing your job. Sure. And it's usually reason two. Uh, you can find that somewhere else. And, you know, the, the stupid part is, and now I'm getting pissed off again, we should, <laughs> is it's an easy fix. It is so sure. easy, you know. And when you're in business and there's people you're, commuti- or you're, you're competing against, you have to be better. And you have to find ways to be better. And in this case, the basics of business isn't better. It's worse. Mm. So you're going you're gonna to suck because you don't understand that we just have to look at this. And there's, there's associates in your, in your business right now walking around doing things, but everybody's blind to what this message is because they, they've either never been taught it or they're just so oblivious to what's going on in here that they, they put other priorities on top of that, that they're okay with it being okay. In either way, it's a lack of accountability in most cases. Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, we haven't set the bar. We haven't set the high expectations. We haven't set those high standards. Or if we have, there's no accountability to it. So it's just okay. Yeah. Like I'm literally watching a associate now walk past it twice. And like there's like you're walking by a huge empty space in your store that's there's no product there. And you you walk right by a bit. She's never been taught to stop and look at it. You know, I mean... I think if in any business, if you spend an hour with your people and literally walk them four foot by four foot in each area of the store and then dissect those areas, you're going to have your eyes open so many times to, oh my gosh, I can't believe we've missed this. Hmm. How many times do we walk by this every day and we, we miss this because the hustle and bustle of life happens and we're, we're doing things, we're staying productive, we're, we're, we're placing orders, we're, we're focusing on some of this, these things that drive our business, but she just walked by twice and it wasn't like this high speed walk. It was a stroll past this counter twice now. And like, there's completely oblivious to it. There's, there's bottles of, you know, product that are, could go on the shelf, but they're just, they're in a box and somebody tore into the box to get a bottle. So you're telling me that, you know, whoever put those bottles there, either one put them there, got busy, got pulled away or put them there, got busy, got pulled away. And then a customer tore into it because the bottle on the shelf is empty. Like if a customer wants something bad enough, they're going to find it if it's in your store. Like if they're digging through boxes in your store or they're going through Z racks in your store, like that's a problem. You know, you are, you're allowing the customer, you know what? Open up your back rooms and say, you, you can't find it on the floor. Come find it in my back room. It's probably back there on a back stock somewhere. Like, no, like it's, it's off limits for a reason because your product should be on the floor. If a customer ever says, Hey, do you have any more of these? And you're missing size medium. Well, it's probably in back stock. Well, you need it on on the floor. You know, it's um, in stock, not for sale. You know, it's in your store somewhere, but we're not we're not, we're not going to sell it because we're not going to fill the display. You know, we're in in this spot. I'd be upset if I found out there was boxes of this jerky in the back room and it's been sitting back there for months when we could have filled we could have filled this because nobody took the initiative to fill it. Years and years ago, I worked for a. Um tech company online e-com actually just call it e-com and we used to uh my job at that time was to uh mock up pages okay so here's a product page you know and so we weren't thinking with constraints it was just like here's a good user interface we think based off of somebody else that we've seen that does it well and so we would you know my job at that time was to to make it look pretty and then see if we couldn't duplicate it on the back end. Okay. 
here's the here's the huge missing piece. I mean, I was going to things and I was learning about the colors of buttons and is it add to cart? Is it buy it now? Like we were experimenting with things like that. Is the button green or is the button red? Does green commit? You know, does it make it go to like stuff that I just not really. That's not me. I'm sure. not into that. But at the time, that was part of what I needed to do. I was pointed out to me by. Uh, by a guy that I, I respect but would butt heads with um, and here's why I respected him so much is he we would make something live and then he would challenge he's like have you ever went back and actually used it have, has anybody have we ever hired anybody to like all we need to do is not even hire them can we just give somebody a free product but they have to go buy it online that's never shopped from us before and we say hey if you're looking for this this widget find it Tell me what the process was like. Was it easy to find on our website? Was it clear what you were buying? Did it meet the requirements, the specs that you have for it? Uh, did we list stock and, and inventory levels? Did we talk to you about shipping times? Did we talk to you about these things? Were those elements all there? And see, so oh, this no, was such a... we're dusting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry to cut you off. So, Keep going. I'm here. Eyes here, buddy. Yeah, sorry. I just squirrel. <laughs> so, so anyway, we got so focused on thinking we knew what was right. I'm just thinking about your four by four analogy here, Matt, of like we were looking at digitally and missing the fact that we weren't taking care of the four by four on a digital mindset. You know, so that's kind of interesting to me that you could look at it that way. And it wasn't until somebody really started to press and say, Man, we, we're hearing from shoppers. They can't find this thing. It's one of our biggest selling items. They're struggling to find it. We're calling it in a category that doesn't, they're not using that same term. We're using a different term for it. When they got to the product page, we had the most key stuff too low. We featured the price. But what if they wanted 10, 50, or 100 of those widgets or more? Yeah. How were we, were we showing them like on a pricing matrix? Here's how it could how it could change, or were we just hoping, and that's what it was. We we had a hope strategy until we started to really dive you know dive in and, and figure out what it was that people wanted, and then it, it was that constant evolution, and that's what made us good. That's what kept us as a fast growing business. That was really neat to me to see that firsthand. But if you don't have that mindset, or if you're like in a retail setting, and you just come in and it's status quo every day, well, here's what I'm expected to do every single day. But nobody's really ever looking about how you improve. That's a huge barrier. Well, you have you have the customer's eyes and you have your eyes. Your eyes see it every day. A customer may see it for the first time. And they're going to see either how awesome it is or how crappy it looks. Mm. You know, where you're constantly completely oblivious because you walk by it every single day. That You're just used to you seeing it every day. You know that that is out and it, you're, they're on order. They should be here all the time. But a customer walks in and goes, oh, man, that, that's empty. But that shelf was freshly dusted, and it really looks clean, Matt. Yeah, I I, I get that, and it, it to that next. I hope you're picking through, up my sarcasm. No, I, I, I don't totally know if I'm do. Very good at I'm sarcasm, trying to be. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, just process that a little bit and say, like, what she's doing right now, like, I, I, I appreciate. You know, that's there's two people on staff. One's working on projects. One's taking care of customers. That, that's fantastic. But it, it's kind of like too late. You know, that should have been done before this store opened up. Because the last thing I want to see is me being on vacation somewhere and the mower is constantly going around me as I'm trying to lay on a beach and relax that the mower is the weed eater the 
the, the maintaining of the property is <laughs> happening all around me when I just want to be here and just enjoy my cup of coffee and relax and I'm watching someone vacuum and I'm watching, you know what, do it in the morning before anybody gets here. You know, put a perspective in place where before we open up, our business will be ready for the customer. And it, it goes back to that four foot walkthrough at night, you know, making sure that at night you're, you're good to go. So when you do open up, I, I, we're not running vacuums. Like there's a reason why our cleaning crew comes in so early because at 9.30 when the doors open up, we don't want them vacuuming on the sales floor. We don't want them cleaning the restroom at 9.30 when somebody walks in the door and the first thing they do is go, go to the bathroom. Like We want them ready to go. Now, you sure. have to clean throughout the day, which sure. I'm not going to say that is you can't do that, but get it done early. You know, Look at it and attack the what, whatever happened and fix it. If you feel, like, like, okay, so let me back up. If you want to make your customer feel valued, you're going to take care of the things that you just pointed out. That, that's, again, you're saying things that I think we know, but you're saying it in such a way that makes me think about it different, which is one thing that I like about this podcast. If I, if I want my customer to feel valued, I'm not going to be disruptive to an experience by doing things that just annoy me. You know, being in the way. Um, let me tell you a quick story. When I was 12, 13 years old, I was walking through a Target store, minding my own business. I'm just looking through the toy area, right? And I get literally blasted from behind with a big cart. And I'm not talking about a shopping cart. I'm talking about back then they had these big red um, steel heavy things, freight carts. Yeah. Got a stack so full, couldn't see me as a five footer or whatever in front of them and hits me in the Achilles on my right foot. I'm like, oh, ouch, you know, and you should have went down. I kind of did. <laughs> so I got more to the story, right? And so guy pops out, oh, hey, sorry, I didn't see you standing there. He goes on his business, doesn't check with me. I'm kind of limping. I look down, there's blood coming through my jeans. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm with my sister. I'm starting to freak out. She's over in cosmetics or somewhere. I got to go try and track her down. I end up having to go over to the clinic across the street. They were worried that I damaged my Achilles. Like it was a, it was a pretty good gash back there. Ended up having to get stitches. I'm freaking out, you know. That was a real experience that I had as a 12 year old on a Target. Like, stuff happens and and like it's out of carelessness it's out of hurriedness it's out of just the fact that you aren't taking ownership out of the stuff that the most basic stuff that you're supposed to be doing it, you know you have an obligation to pay attention if you want to be anything to anybody you've got to pay attention to what's going around you and notice and like become a noticer that's been a the term i've really enjoyed lately is become a noticer of What's going well? What's not going well? And not be afraid to like call it out. Yeah, things could be so much different right now if you would have laid on the ground and floundered around like a fish and screamed and yelled, and it could have been Jim's target. You know, in, in our world today, it would have been Jim's target. Twenty twenty instead of nineteen eighty, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. it would have been a lot different. Yep. Wouldn't it? Yep. So, what's in there? Jim's target. <laughs> All right. I'm Jim. I'm Matt. Catch you next time. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the 2120 Podcast. Hey, everyone. This is Jim. And Matt and I want to ask you for a favor. 
if you've gotten something out of these conversations, if you've been entertained, or maybe you've learned something valuable that will help you improve or your business improve, then the best way to pay us back is to like this podcast, give us a review, and let others know about it. And that will help us fuel our fire to keep going and keep bringing you awesome content. We'll see you next time.